over the next three days or next three evenings from where you are, I want you to write this down. We're going to be dealing with the theme under faith for the new creation in Christ. The theme that we're going to be sharing the next three days is a switching of systems, a switching of systems. Now, those of you who are here just uh, for your hearing, I want you to repeat that after me, as well as those of you who are viewing online, a switching of systems. Amen. A switching of systems. So that is going to be the general theme throughout the next three days. Um, And let me preface by saying the most important message that we need to hear and come into greater understanding once receiving salvation is the message of faith. The most important message that we need to hear is the message that's after receiving salvation is the message of faith. And I say that because the Bible declares that the just, those who have been declared righteous, shall live by faith. Walk, live, that word in the Greek is is interchangeable. It's the same word. The just shall walk. The just shall live by faith. And it's only understanding and knowing how to appropriate, watch this now, or understand this, Bible faith will we begin to walk in the liberty whereby Christ has set us free. Now, Hebrews 10.23 is where we are going to get our substructure or our foundational uh, scripture for this teaching, Hebrews 10.23. However, before we look into that, there are some preliminaries that I would like to go over before we actually start getting into the meat of this particular message. Now, I want to read a quote by the Greek philosopher Plato, and he says this, and I'm making a point here. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. I said again, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. And I say that in response to how much of the teachings or the messages of faith has been taught. It has been taught under the presumption or the assumption, rather, of that there is something that we must do as believers beyond believing God or living in agreement with God in order to receive heaven's promised blessings. And we're going to go over this, and I want you to be open to receiving what the Word of God says, not necessarily what has always been taught. And one of the greatest fallacies among men is being afraid to leave antiquated systems and uh, uh, rules and, and methodologies that no longer serve them. So they stay stuck because they are afraid of receiving greater truths. Now, the thing about revelation is, uh, or apocalypsis, if you will, it simply means a disclosure or an uncovering of something 
that already exists. A revelation is not something new. It's only new to the individual that it has been disclosed to, but it has been there all the time. And one of the reasons why I say that, because some of us are trying to live and thank God for the patriarchs of faith, those who preceded us in the faith, those who taught the message of faith before us, the great revelation, great truths. But one of the common mistakes among men is that we're afraid to venture outside of what they taught 20 and 30 years ago. And it's not that they were wrong, but we can't be afraid to discover greater truths relative to the word of God. So the assertion has been there, there's something that we must do beyond believing God. When I say believing God, living in agreement, that means acting on what the word of God has declared. And in actuality, when you understand the faith that we live from as a new creation in Christ, sir, uh, would you please start that clock for me? Uh, one of the things we have to understand is that for the believer, a new creation in Christ, for the new creation in Christ, we live, and I'm going to show you this in a word, from the faith of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus has made all things easier for us. That's what it literally means. One of the meanings of, uh, of resting is living from the finished work of Jesus, living from the faith of Jesus. And we're going to see this in the Word of God. And I want to say that because it's not by your own dexterity or your own adroitness or resourcefulness that, that, that we live by as believers. That's the world's way of living. In, in actuality, that's a type of pride when you do. And when you live according or based upon the world systems, system, not only do you shortchange yourself or are you being cheated, but you are living substandard than the way God desires you live. There's, no, there's nothing supernatural about going about acquiring things just like the man or woman who does not know God or the person who disregards God. There, that does not bring glory to God when, things, when I go about uh, acquiring things the same way that the heathen or the man who doesn't know God does. Are you with me? Wave your hand at me. Although I can't see, I trust that you're receiving this. So heaven's blessings. Notice, so give me a little time to lay this foundation, and we're going to get, because I have you for the next three days, and if God so leads me, we will go further than that. But at least for the next three days, let's get into this and allow me to lay this foundation. But I want you to know, beloved, that heaven's blessings are manifested, listen, they aren't manifested because you are good, although you want to be good, but heaven's blessings are manifested because you believe. Amen. Be good, but what you receive from the Father is not because you are right in every sense of the word. What you receive from the Father is uh, because you believe that although there are things I'm working on, I am in agreement with God. I'm righteous by the way of Jesus, and therefore God sees me righteous. So even though when I'm not perfect as man think I should be, I can still receive from God because I believe. Hallelujah. Let me show you this. What is believing? It's living in agreement with God. And I'm going to give you some working definitions here shortly. But again, let me lay 
these preliminaries. Galatians 3, and I'm going to read verses 3, 6, and 7. Now, again, don't be afraid of the light. What is God saying? And, and don't slight yourself by being, and see, here's another issue that we have in the body of Christ. And I'm grateful for having set up under the feet and tutelages, a tutelage, excuse me, of Apostle Frederick Casey Price, who recently transitioned to be in the presence of Jesus, um, a, a, a general in the faith. And I, I was part of the last graduating class of 2000, which was then known as MTI. So I learned faith from one of the greatest in the body of Christ. And I'm saying that to say, but and I'm sure he would desire us to not just uh, go over or share what he planted in us, but to even take it to a greater degree. See, one of our issues is that we keep repeating what was taught, but we never seek greater truths. And if you do that, you will forever remain stuck or limit yourself because you're not trying to discover greater truths that are there and have been there. So I want you to be open to receive and listen, not taking my words, but what the word of God has to say. Look at Galatians 3. Now, the main argument of the Judaizers was that the Gentiles had become, they had become Jews in order to, be, to become Christians. So one of the things Paul is doing here is, ex, is exposing their flaws and, let, and showing them that the real children of Abraham are those who believe in God and not trying to establish their righteousness by keeping the law. Uh, Galatians 3, verse 3, 6 and 7. Are you so foolish and senseless, having begun your new life by faith with the Spirit? Are you now, watch this now, are you now becoming perfect and reaching spiritual maturity by the flesh? That is by your own works and efforts to keep the law. In other words, he said, now that you are living this life by faith, are you trying to say that you are made right by your own doing? Are you here? Look at verse 6. Just as Abraham, what did Abraham do? He believed God. <laughs> so again, be good, but it's not based on your goodness. It's based on how you believe because you can be good and still lack in every area of your life. Oh, you missed that. You can, I know a lot of good Christians who suffer financially, who are, are, are there, there, there are maladies going on with their mentality. There, there are things that they're lacking in their body, but they're good. So blessings aren't procured because you are good. They're manifested because you believe. And when I say believe, again, acting, coming into agreement. With the word of God. Verse 6, just as Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness, as conformity to God's will and purpose, so it is with you also. Did you see what I just read? What you just read? Just as Abraham, what did he do? Believe. He believed God. Yes. And, and, and may I submit to you 
I'm jumping ahead of myself. When you look in the later pericopes of scripture or verses of chapter 11 of Hebrews, and we see the testimonies of the patriarchs of old and how good they were in faith. And although they stood firm, guess what? They did not receive the promise. For God having something better for us. <laughs> and that promise was the manifestation of Jesus. And it is his faith from which we live. Verse 7. So understand that it is the people who live how? By faith, that is with confidence in the power in the goodness of God. See, you're not trusting your own goodness. You're trusting in the goodness of God. Now, understanding the goodness of God would, or should uh, warrant that you desire to be good. But again, when you live from the faith of Jesus, although you're not perfect, you can still receive manifestations because it is his goodness bestowed upon you and not because you're good. Are you with me? So consequently, since believers don't know how to properly appropriate or employ their faith, we see, here's what we see now. We see a lot of hitting and missing in the areas of manifestations. And we also see a lot of false prosperity and this type of hustling that does nothing more than divide homes. We shouldn't go about acquiring things as the person who was outside of the covenant does. That does not bring glory to the Father. And I submit to you, and I'm, I'm going to short, share a couple verses here in a second. Uh, my bishop, or our bishop, rather, Bishop Clarence E. McClendon, has been doing an awesome teaching titled Living Above the World. Living Above the World. And pretty much in a nutshell, He's, he's teaching about when we live or when we trust in Jesus now, understand this, and we live from faith, in faith, okay? It is the manifestations that are going to bring glory to the Father. So when we live by faith and the supernatural happens, that is what is going to bring attention to the Father. When we live trusting God and things manifest, that will get the world's attention. So, the, the, and I submit to you, and I'm, it, it, watch this. If we're going to win people, it's not going to come so much from great oratory skills. It's not going to come from great articulation of the scripture. It's not going to come from uh, looking pretty and sounding good. No, if we're going to win the world, it's going to be because there are things that are manifested. And watch this. And when we acknowledge that this is from God, that is what's going to draw people's attention. 
what? These supernatural manifestations, me acquiring things differently than you did, and you're wondering why, well, how is it that he can live like that, she can live like that, I make more, I'm better educated, I'm, I'm more affluent, or whatever the situation is. Yeah, you may be all of those things, but in this government, the king supplies the resources. So we're talking about a switching of systems. What is he doing? I'm trying to get you to get to the place where you rely on the sufficiency of Jesus. <laughs> Listen, we've been there, done that. Thank God for the degrees. Thank God for education. Thank God for all of those things. But for the believer we do not count on those things or rely on those things for substance or sustenance. No, we live by his faith. We're not trusting in the word's way of doing things. And we shouldn't. Let me show you what happens when you try to do it the world's way. Notice earlier I said, so consequently, there's this he didn't miss it because we, we, we got a little bit of how this thing works, but we don't have it all. So, so, we, so we bring that hustle mentality with us into the kingdom of God. And nothing changes other than you're a believer now. But your hustle should not be like that of someone who's in the world. See, see, I, see, see, again, this type of teaching, it, it goes against the norm because you've been taught to hustle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, in this kingdom, I live by faith. Yes. <laughs> Trusting in Jesus. Why are you hustling and the sinner has been given the trouble of amassing wealth to hand it over to those who are doing good? So both of you are hustling? We're talking about a switch, let me calm down, a switch in the systems. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. See, see you, it's hard to embrace Bible faith, living from the faith of Jesus without coming into the reality that you are, you are a different person now. You are of a different citizenship. You no longer operate as you did B.C., before Christ. Are you here? Second yes, Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a he is a new creation, new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all, even your mode of operation has become new. Behold, all things have become new. Notice the word, therefore. It takes us back to verses 14 and 16, where the Apostle Paul is telling us that all, watch this now, all believers have died with Christ and no longer are to live for themselves. The old you, how you used to do things, those modes died with Christ. 
and you are now no longer to live for yourselves. In other words, our lives are no longer worldly. They are now spiritual. I'm going somewhere because this hustle has done nothing more than pull people away from God's government, from God's kingdom. Can't serve in ministry. Why? Because you're hustling. Can't participate on a regular basis of worship. Why? Because you are out here hustling. Can't never uh, uh, contribute anything of much because what? You are hustling. And part of the world's hustle is to get all you can and can all you get. Whereas in this system, you give and you receive. Our lives, he said, our lives are no longer worldly. They are now spiritual. Notice he said, you are a new creation. You weren't recreated, nor did God simply clean you up. He created an entirely fresh, new, and unique individual. So when you accept Christ as your Savior and Lord, you are now uh, created entirely fresh, new, and unique. That's why we are sanctified, distinguished other than set apart. And it is understanding that uniqueness and living from his faith, again, that's going to draw those who are outside of the covenant. Philippians 3.20. So first you have to realize that the system that you once operated under, in, in, in God's kingdom, you are under a new government. So for the believer, we should not go about acquiring things or living the same way that those who are outside of the covenant live. Please hear me. We live by faith. We live by having confidence, trust in God. He is our source. He is our sustainer. He is our supplier. And as long as you keep trying to do things the world's way, you will ever short change the way God desired for you to live. Again, there's nothing supernatural about acquiring things and living like those who do not know God. And I submit that's why a lot of people aren't drawn to God, because, because there is no distinction. There is nothing supernatural. There's nothing manifest, manifesting outside of your own efforts. So when things manifest beyond your prowess, beyond your ability, that gives attention to the Father. Philippians 3.20 for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read Philippians 3.20 again from the ERV. But the government that rules us is in heaven. <laughs> we are waiting for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come from, from there. But the government 
that rule. So the government that should be ruling in you should be the government which God resides over. Notice our commonwealth, our citizenship is of the kingdom of heaven. And it, it, is all, it is always the king's good pleasure to provide, to provide for those who are under his rule. That's why when he is, let me prove it, when he is first, these things shall be added. Not hustled for. So when he is first, the king will add those things. But when he's not first, we hustle for them. Oh, boy. Are you saying I shouldn't be a business owner? Sir, ma'am, you should have as many multiple streams of income as you desire. My point is you live from the faith of Jesus and you don't conduct yourself like the other business individual. And as a matter of fact, you give glory to God for all of the avenues and resources and multiple streams. That's what gives attention. But when you do it, see, it takes attention off the Father. And there's nothing supernatural about that. So our one We've already established that we are new creations in Christ. Old things have passed away. That even means your mode of operation, your mode of living, attitudes, habits, tendencies. Now should reflect the king. Romans 12 and 2, New King James. And do not be, see, notice we're talking about switching systems. Because, again, one of the issues that's pervasive throughout the body of Christ is that once we come into the kingdom, we still try to operate in a totally different system, totally different kingdom with a worldly mentality. And the two will never mix. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Someone may ask, well, why is all this necessary? Why are you going through this? I'm taking my time going through this because it's imperative that we understand that our dependency is on God's government. His way of operating. And if we're going to be successful and live in a freedom whereby Christ has set us free, we have to get to that place where we live in agreement with the Father. Notice Paul says, do not be conformed to this world. What do you mean? Don't adopt their customs. Don't adopt their values, their ways of living, those modes of operations that are incongruent or run opposite to the word of God. 
No, you are a new creation. You are of a different citizenship. Your way of living is of a different standard. So we're not to be, watch this now, we're not to be lowered to the degree whereby we are living according to the basic principles of the world. If we do, then we are being cheated. If you live according to the basic principles of the world, you are being cheated. And that's what's frustrating a lot of believers because they're saying, I'm saved. I'm a Christian. I love God. So why are things so hard? And I submit for a lot of people, they are living out of agreement with God. And just because you are a child of God doesn't mean that you live in agreement with God. So there has to be a switching of systems. One of the basic principles of the world is go to school. Get a good job. Buy the big house, white picket fence, have a couple of children. And struggle for the rest of your days. For many. Take another 20 years paying back student loans. <laughs> go, to, go to school. But go with the mindset that I'm living in agreement with God. I'm living from the faith of Jesus. So when you graduate, no debts. See, and, and here's the thing about living from his faith. When we live from his faith, it makes all things equal. What I mean by that, in God's kingdom, now listen, establish good credit. You want good credit. You want a good reputation. But in his kingdom, when you live according to the principles of the word of God, you can still have what the man who has perfect credit has, even though your credit is substandard. Why? Because you live by a higher principle. Although it's not where I want it to be, not only did God bless me with the same, mine is debt free. That's the point. Are you here? Colossians 2 Verses 8 and verse 20. Now, these individuals, they were dealing with false teachings, and including legalism and, uh, of requiring the Gentile believers to follow Jewish regulations. And what Apostle was doing, he's dispelling the false teachings by emphasizing, watch, watch this now, the supremacy of Christ over all human actions and philosophies. Notice, Paul dispels the false teachings emphasizing the supremacy of Christ over all human actions, how Christ's way is better than anything you think that you can do to get from point A to point B. Christ's way is more superior. Are you with me? Verse 8, New King James Version. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according 
to Christ. Do you see this? Notice he said, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. And you have a lot of believers who have been fooled by way of Google and social media. And they're trying all of these new things. That's why when one person does something, we, everyone has the same goals. Everyone has the, the, the same job. Everyone has the same because nobody is trusting God's way. We're just following patterns of other men who have said that this is the way to go. So now you're trying to be this, and that is not what God called you to be. But since they said this is the going thing now, notice everybody's life coaching now. Everybody's some type of guru now. Following what? The tradition of men. See, it's one thing to be called. And it's one thing just to do because man says that this Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles. Do you see that? When it says basic principles, it literally means to carry off like a predator with its prey. To make a victim by fraud. So when we try to live according to the basic principles of the world, it's like you, you ever watch these animal shows? It's like an, a lion capturing a gazelle and he grabs him by the throat and you see him just walking away. So literally, when we live according to the principles, the basic principles of the world, we're like a victim who has been taking by fraud. So that explains why a lot of believers aren't seeing greater manifestations because they have become victimized by the basic principles of the world. Afraid to venture out of the old system and trust God's system. And I submit to you, and the reason why God's system isn't working for a lot of believers is because they're trying again to work his system by their own efforts. It's not your efforts. It's not your own doing. It's your right believing that makes the difference. Let me read verse 8 and verse 20. Colossians 2 from the God from God's word translation. Be careful Be careful. Well, iPad went out for a second, but it's back up. Be careful not to let anyone rob you, listen to this, of this faith. What? Trusting in the supremacy of Christ. Trusting in his way of doing things. Be careful not to let anyone rob you of this faith through a shallow and misleading philosophy. Such a person follows human traditions and the world's way of doing things rather than following Christ. So when we allow the, 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 the smooth articulation of men, men and women, 
who sound real eloquent and hasidity as if they know what they're talking about. They may know what they know, but their system is not more superior than the system of the God that we serve. And when we follow their systems of doing things, we are being cheated, carried away. Like prey in the mouth of a predator. Be careful not to let anyone rob you of this faith through a shallow and misleading philosophy. Such a person follows human traditions and the world's way of doing things rather than following Christ. Verse 20. If you have died with Christ, we've seen that earlier in 2 Corinthians 14 and 16. If, if you have died with Christ, watch this, to the world's way of doing things. Will you say this? I have died with Christ. And to the world's way of doing things. So you should no longer try to go about doing things as does the world. If you have died with Christ to the world's way of doing things, why do you let others tell you how to live? And it's talking about those who try to tell you how to live that opposes the way God has instructed you to live. It as though you are still under the world's influence. The world is not going to understand your dedication to the Father. The world is not going to understand the way you sow into the kingdom of God. They're, why? Because they are of another system. They're not going to understand why you love the way you do. Why you devote yourself to kingdom principles and things the way you do. Why? Because they are of another system. So why do you let them influence you? <laughs> you here? So here, these verses let us know in Christ we have died to the basic principles of the world. Notice we have been born from above with a completely new set of principles. Hebrews 10, 23. So we have been born from above with a completely new set of principles. We should not live according to the world's way of doing things. We should not go about doing things the world does. And it amazes me how many believers really don't believe. The mere fact that you consider yourself or call yourself a believer warrants that you believe. Not just believe that Jesus died for you, but that you believe not only that what he finished, but I believe in living the way that he said to live. Why? Because his way is superior. Hebrews 10, 23. Now, the author here, he's writing to Jews who were evaluating Jesus, and they were struggling with their newfound faith. <laughs> Again, the Judaizers were trying to stick to the law of Moses, how they used they were trying to operate under an old system. 
They were struggling with, it's, it's no different than a person receiving Jesus today still trying to operate based upon the world's way of, see, you're trying to operate under a system that will never work in God's kingdom. <laughs> so the writer goes on, or he goes through a great deal of uh, a great, he goes through great detail, excuse me, emphasizing again the supremacy and the preeminence of Christ over the old covenant. He goes on to establish that Jesus is superior to angels, the Old Testament prophets, Moses, the priesthood, the sacrificial system, and Jesus' death on the cross, watch this, fulfilled the Old Testament. And it is having faith in him, watch this, that leads believers into God's rest, not trying to work an old system that's antiquated. Notice it is having faith in Christ that leads believers into God's rest. What? Living from the faith of Jesus. Now, I said all that to say this. Let us, let us hold fast to our faith without wavering. And see, you, let me tell you something. The reason why you have to hold fast to your agreement with God, because a blow that you were not expecting can disrupt your faith. When you are side when, when you are, when, when you are blindsided by something that you never would expect, if you're not deeply rooted it will disrupt, it will shipwreck your faith. So you have to know that you know despite what happened to him, what happened to her, what's going on with them, I know what he said and I believe what he said for me. Well, you know... She was saved too. Yeah, but I don't know if she was living in agreement with God. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. You missed that. You hold fast. Why? Because he Notice he said, hold fast to your faith, not to your good works, not to your good behavior. Be good, do good deeds, but he said, hold fast to your, what? To my agreement. Why? Because it is your agreement that caused the Father to adhere and manifest his word. He's faithful. Now, for a working definition, write this down. That word profession in the Greek is the Greek word homologia. Homologia. It literally means an agreement. So when he says hold fast the profession, he's saying hold fast the agreement. <laughs> hold fast to your confession. Again, 
that's why the enemy tries to get your attention off of Jesus. Why? Because he is forever trying to shipwreck your confidence in the Father. Why? Because he knows that the Father only stands by his word. He can only stand by his agreement. And no matter how saved you are, if you out, if you are out of agreement, although God bought your tears, he doesn't respond based upon how much you cry. He responds to his agreement. Now, he'll be merciful and good to those whom he chooses, but we receive blessings because we are in agreement with God, not because you stayed at the altar all night. Because you can pray all night and still get up and don't believe. I've seen people pray all the time and, and two minutes later contradict what they prayed by confessing something other than what they just prayed. This word homologia, it's a compound word, and it means the same together. It also means to, oh, you see, has it up here? Okay. To speak to a conclusion. <laughs> what do you mean, speak to a conclusion? You declare about this thing. The same thing that the Father has said about you or your situation or your circumstances. It is saying the same thing about your health that God says. It's saying the same thing about your deliverance that God said. It's saying the same thing about your financial portfolio as God has said. It's saying the same thing about your life as he what has God said about your finances? That is what you do. That is what you confess. Now, I only have seven dollars. No, no, no. What does God say? So when you're down to seven dollars, Father, I thank you. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. You said that whenever I give, men shall give into my bosom good measure, press down, run together, and running over. Are you here? So it's watch this. A conclusion embraced by a common confession, profession, affirmation. So you speaking to the you declare the same thing that God has said. Watch this. And you hold fast to it. Even when what you are speaking to at that moment in the natural contradicts what God said. See, you don't walk by what you see. You walk by faith. That's another problem you're seeing through the wrong eyes. We live from his faith. Because if you start looking in the natural... You, you, you would discredit yourself because of your imperfections, your inadequacies, and you will start doubting yourself, therefore thinking that you're not deserving of what belongs to you. And again, when God sees you, he sees you holy. Blameless. 
and above reproach, not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did. So when you stand before him, he sees you holy, blameless, and above reproach. That's why the proper and correct uh, uh, translation of Romans 8 and 1 is this. There is no there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, period. That's it. Come on, Pastor. Period. Yes, Lord. You teach the Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Watch this. Homo can refer to the collective agreement of Christians. Watch this. About what God loves and hates and have the courage to proclaim it. Watch this. It also means to say the same thing about, look, it refers to a collective agreement. So as a believer, I agree with God. I love what he loves and I hate what he hates. And I have the courage to proclaim it and live it out. So if God loves it, I love it. If he hates it, I hate it. If he loves it, I love it. So when it comes to how we live, how do I do it? Does God like it? I like it. Does God disapprove? I disapprove. Why? Because I, see, when you live in agreement, watch this. When you live in agreement, if he likes it, I like it. If he doesn't like it, it's not for me. However you are living. That's why it's important that you constantly, watch this, hear the word and speak the word. Why? Because the more you speak the word, watch this, it builds your confidence in him. Are you here? So that word profession, it means, here it go. To speak the same. So it's saying the same thing that God says. It's saying about your situation and circumstances the same thing that God says. It's also loving what God loves and hating what God hates. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.